Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Shift Podcast, where we talk about transforming motion into progress in business. I'm Az, the Chief Marketing Officer for Merkel EMEA. And I'm Rich, Chief Strategy Officer for Merkel EMEA, and we'll be discussing our book called Shift that covers the areas that we've seen businesses struggling with that can hinder progress. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Shift Podcast. Rich and I are delighted to be joined by Nicola Mendelssohn, VP for Global Business Group at Meta. Welcome, Nicola. Oh, I'm absolutely thrilled to be here. Thank you. Oh, thank you for joining us. We're, we're incredibly excited to have you here. So it'd be great to just tell us a little bit about yourself and your role, if you could, just so the, the listeners can find out a bit more. We'd love to hear about you as well. Yeah, so I'm a Manchester girl originally, spent most of my career in London after I moved down there post-university. But you find me today in New York, where I've recently moved after almost nine years at Meta, where I was running uh, Europe, Middle East and Africa. So I'm very much an English girl in New York right now. And I have a new job. So I am the head of the global business group at Meta, which basically means that I'm responsible for helping all of our businesses, partners, agencies use our platforms to connect with the customers that matter to them and ultimately grow their business. And that's, I guess, the business that I'm in. And also to make sure I I see a really important part of my role as being able to help our partners to to know about the new and exciting new products that we have and, you know, the creative work that perhaps could be possible on our platforms as well, because it's constantly changing and it's constantly evolving as well especially as we see the great big push towards the metaverse at the moment as well. So that's another thing that I'm involved in, but happy to go anywhere on this call. <laughs> that's amazing. And it's it's really interesting because there's so much talk about the metaverse right now. And it's in the book, actually, You one of the comments you made was really about how to deeply connect with audiences, build those strong relationships, and for how brands need to relinquish or be prepared to relinquish some of that control around the consumer. And there's probably nowhere more relevant than that for the metaverse itself. So just in case there's any listeners that aren't aware, I'd be surprised if there is, but just in case, I mean, could you give a little bit of a, an overview or insight into the vision of the metaverse and, and maybe how you see that sort of developing sort of from 10 years from now? Yeah, okay, so that's a really big question, but I, I, I'll give it a go. I mean, for us, the, the metaverse is very much the next evolution of computing platforms. And it's beyond what just fits in the palm of your hand, one where it's really going to be possible to be able to communicate with each other and do business in new, exciting and immersive ways. And if you take a step back, what we've basically seen is that for every 10 to 15 years, there's been a really significant technological shift. And the last big one was from desktop to mobile. And this next one is going to be the shift from mobile to the metaverse. And we really think that this is going to be the future of social technology. Now, a lot of people think that the metaverse is just synonymous with virtual reality. But actually, the metaverse is actually a sum of lots of different parts. In many ways, it's a continuum of experiences ranging from a 2D video call with a friend to AR to entirely immersive 3D VR worlds that are all stitched together, which basically will form the next iteration of the Internet. And the idea here is that you'll be able to do things 
that you can't actually do in the physical world with people that you perhaps couldn't physically be with. So I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about. A lot of services over the last couple of years changed because of the pandemic. And for me, I like to do dance classes, but obviously I couldn't go to studios. So I've spent the last couple of years kind of doing it virtually on Zoom. But on the metaverse, I could actually maybe meet up with my instructor. We could go dancing and have a workout in a club in Buenos Aires. We could practice the tango or, you know, you could go really wild. You could have a dance party on the moon. Now, obviously, you can't do those things in in real life, but you could in the metaverse. But here's the thing. Some of the technologies that will form the backbone of the metaverse are already here on your phone today. And it's important to say that it's not about getting people to spend more time online because there's nothing better than being in in real life. But when we are choosing to be online, then this will give people a much richer and a much more immersive experience. And from a business perspective, it's got huge, huge opportunities. So there's a lot and it's a big question, but you did give me a 10-year horizon and I can go on on it if, if there's more you want to dig into. No, that's amazing. And I think it's, yeah, there's so much the opportunity around it. I think it's great. And I know, Rich, you've got some some thoughts around the sort of future of the metaverse and you know, well, you've got some definitely some questions around it. I mean, I, I do. And I, I, given the kind of the introduction you've given and the, the sheer scale and the sheer scope of it, we talk a lot in our book about forward momentum, about turning motion into progress. In terms of everything businesses have to consider today in getting ready for what is such a broad concept that you're describing, what are some of the things that you think they need to be thinking about and considering in order to make sure they make positive momentum? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. And I'm increasingly getting asked it more and more. And I love your idea, you know, in the book around, you know, from motion to progress, because that that's what we need to be in the business of. But I want to caveat to keep saying that the vision that I'm kind of articulating is going to take a while before it, it you know, it's going to be a reality because there's still a lot of technologies that are going to form the backbone of the metaverse that are still being developed and created. So yes, we're all forward, but knowing that, you know, that big vision picture is still going to take time, but it is crucial. And I think there are things, you know, to your question around what businesses should be considering that they could start to do now. But I think it starts with actually the people that are listening today, because people need to think about what it is that they can be doing to arm themselves with the right sorts of information. And here's the thing, you can have fun doing this. So you need to start playing around with the technologies. And entry points are going to be different depending on what your individual appetite for innovation is, whether you're an early adopter of the technologies or not. But I'd give a few calls out that if you haven't played Beat Saber, play Beat Saber. Guys, have you played, Richard, have you played Beat Saber? No, I haven't. I'm just making um, it right now. I have played Beat Saber, and I, I was a little bit addicted. Our kids play it as well, and unfortunately, our son has got incredibly good at it, so I try not to play it anymore because he does beat me. Okay, so Richard, there's some homework for you there, and I promise you it's a bit of a workout when you really get going on it. It's, an, it's a wonderful experience. And so that's an to beat ours as well. or his child. If you haven't played and built your own avatar, I would say make a couple of different ones on Facebook and Instagram, because the whole way that we express ourselves in the metaverse, today it's very much around avatars, but in the future, it will be much more photorealistic as well. That's the, you know, the direction of travel. So Go and play on the avatars. Right. Have you made avatar? Like, well, now I'm, I'm asking you the question now. Have you got an avatar? I have an avatar. Yeah. I, I, I must admit, I do love the Oculus. I mean, the first time that I put it on and it just removes some of the challenges that we've seen historically in VR, 
So that's been, it's been great just to put it on the lack of wires. It feels much more practical. So I got really all of it. I'll, I'll be honest. I, I started getting loads of games and everything for, well, I'll say for our children, but it was really for me. <laughs> Richard, any, uh, any avatar? Only two dimensional ones, but I'll certainly need to get onto that as well. Absolutely. And then one you might not have tried yet is whether or not you've been to a meeting in Horizon Workrooms. This is kind of the platform that we're creating where people can come together. And I'm now doing my weekly leadership meetings in Horizon Workrooms. And it's brilliant because the conversation we're having right now, it's flat, right? We're looking at each other. But when you're in workrooms, you can create your office however you want it to be. So I'm kind of going between cityscape views at the moment and then a bit of sort of Lake Geneva and the Alps in the background. And you can reconfigure your room instantly, but just by literally pressing one button, and even in terms of the format of the room. So I quite like a, a U-shaped table or sometimes a round table that we can sit around. And the feeling of social presence that you get in Horizon work is extraordinary because when somebody talks to your left, everybody in the room turns to the left to listen to what the person's saying. And it creates a visual memory because of how that movement happens. We're really starting to notice now the uh, the texture with the, when people are talking with their hands. You can see the gesticulation. It's really extraordinary. So those are two or three things just in terms of if, if you're interested in understanding from a business perspective, go out and try some of these things because it's fun. Listen to podcasts like this one, read the books, read the articles that are, are out there. And then I think it's also around getting really creative with all things commerce. Because so much of the backbone of the metaverse is that there's going to be so many business opportunities and commerce opportunities, not just for big businesses, but for individuals as well. And I'll give you a few examples of what we're already seeing as part of that continuum. So we have a studio called Spark AR where any, you know, you can go on and you can create AR filters. And we're seeing more and more businesses actually doing that in order to create, if you like, a try on feature. So Charlotte Tilbury in the UK have been doing things like AR lipstick filters that show you the shades that the lipsticks would look like. That, you know, and we've seen eyeshadows and different beauty companies doing that. We've seen Walmart showing you what a desk would look like in your room. And actually, they ran an AR ad and that desk sold out with no returns, which is also great, good for the environment, because you can see what it looks like in, in your house. Well, then it works, right? You don't need to check it out and then see it because you can literally virtually see what it looks like. So we're seeing different examples of how people are already using it. And then we did for the recent Super Bowl, which as I'm discovering is a rather enormous thing in the US. And I had my first Super Bowl party. We had some really fun things where we created the team tops on people's avatars. So, and there was also a neutral shirt option for fans that just wanted to celebrate the game, but didn't have an allegiance. So lots of things that people can get involved in today that actually can make some business sense as well as having some fun on Beat Saber. There's some, some homework for me to take on there for sure. In fact, the only experience I've had is my, my daughter and I have watched the same movie on Oculus Go and just sitting in a, in a virtual cinema, turning to the left and watching with a separate headset and watching the same movie. The feeling of her being in the same cinema and watching the same movie as me is completely different. That's exactly what I'm talking about, Richard. And we, you know, the other thing that we did with the Super Bowl is that we had a, there was an after party with the Foo Fighters where you could go and have a, a concert and people from all over the world were able to come and experience that. And you do feel like even though you're not in the room together, it does feel like you've gone to a concert together. And these are just the early days of this. It's, it's going to get bigger and bigger and more exciting. Amazing. It's an amazing feeling when you go in, as you say, when you're, you're just fully immersed when you're in there. And I've now got visions of Rich 
when there's a movie in front of him, just looking around constantly instead of watching the movie that he's supposed to be watching. <laughs> exactly, looking out for people I know. I love it. Because <laughs> they could be in a different country and in the same cinema as me. I love it. Yeah, I mean, we, we started to see businesses. There's a lot of activity now about buying real estate in the metaverse, and we've got you know, clients building virtual breweries and wandering around a street stall and you know being able to buy stuff in the street stall and then arrive at your door physically. This kind of merging of the virtual and the real world is is absolutely incredible. This question might kind of be, be wrapped up in that, I think, Nicola, but there is this kind of short term, and you've mentioned it right now, there's a lot of experimentation. We're still trying to get our feeling, understand changing tops, getting a feeling for what it is. But this balance between the short term and experimentation and kind of long term that organizations have to balance, they've got to think short term and long term. What do you think effectively will uh, is there any advice or any suggestions you have in terms of balancing that short-term, long-term view? Yeah, I, again, I think for businesses, this is the crucial one, isn't it? Because you need to be building the business today, but you need to keep an eye on the future. And, and that's exactly how we're thinking about it from a meta perspective. And sometimes people always think it's an absolute between, oh, it was that, and then we'll stop, and then there'll be a new thing. And that's never the way that it happens. It's things evolve, and often the things coexist together. First and foremost, I think it's about knowing who your community is. And then from a business perspective, understanding what the commerce opportunities could look like. I would look at the tools that exist today, things like, well, from a meta perspective, the commerce solutions, how people are working with creators, video, business messaging. How am I doing those things to grow my community, to grow my audience, to grow my business? And if you're already working in some of those areas, then I think you are making that progress towards A, focusing on the short term but be looking towards what, what the metaverse opportunities would be like. Because all the work that you're doing on the platforms today will actually be continued to be relevant in the metaverse tomorrow. I'll give you a couple of examples here. So if we think about commerce, obviously the way that people have shopped has, has changed really dramatically in the last few decades. You know, just some of the things that we're talking about from, you know, it used to be that the only way that you could try on the, that lipstick was to go to the mall to actually get, you know, have that experience to do that. Now you can buy them online. Now you can literally virtually try it on. And what we're doing from a meta perspective is always trying to create a personalized and a, a seamless customer journey where you can learn about a product, you can decide to buy it, you can pay for it, and then it arrives. And, and, and just get rid of the, any friction and make it as easy for people as possible. So we're always looking to create new formats, a really new innovative formats. So what, one of those that we've got is what we're calling live shopping, which literally does what it says, right? As well as the AR and the VR tools to be able to create some really cool shopping experiences. So, you know, we, we had a, an example of that was something that we did with the laundress. I don't know if you know, it's a, it's a premium fabric care and home cleaning brand from Unilever. It was a new line they had and they, they linked it with a creator called John Mayer, the musician. And they launched exclusively on Instagram for 24 hours, a live shopping event. And it was a conversation between John Mayer and the laundress co-founder, Lindsay Julia Boyd. And people could buy the products as they talked about them live. And that conversation was an hour-long event, and it generated more than $40,000 in sales. Now, you can already start to imagine, given what we were just talking about, where that could go in the future. But linking up with creators, we think, is a really, really interesting area. So we're, we're really leaning in with, with creators, and that's part of the reason that this year, we're going to invest over a billion dollars in creators across both Facebook and Instagram. And one of the things that we're seeing in terms of how they like to express themselves is particularly around short form video through things like uh, reels, 
and things like stories as well. So again, if, if there's a business out there that wants to get a, a more complex marketing message out, then you know we do have long form video. But if you really want to get messaging out in a high velocity, high impact way, reach mass audiences, then you, you've got to be looking at creators plus reels plus stories. So lots of excitement in terms of what people can be doing now in the short term, but also give the breadcrumbs to where it will be in the future as well. I love those examples. Yeah, they're really, really digestible opportunities for, for sort of brands to look at because it's, it's often hard for brands when they're going through, they see new technologies, they want to embrace them, but they're, do we go all in? Do we just put our toe in the water? How do they start to get that? So I think there's some really nice examples there. I want to say, and I think consumers are really looking to have these really deep relationships with businesses. And in the past, it just wasn't possible to do that. And we're seeing more and more that the consumers want to have direct communication lines with businesses. And it's actually, when I think about it, the messaging side through WhatsApp, through Messenger, these are the fastest growing channels for businesses to connect with customers. You know, if I think about, and it's different in different parts of the world, depending, you know, some countries are more WhatsApp, some are more Messenger, some, the UK is one which actually has both. But, you know, on WhatsApp, there's more than 175 million people that are messaging a WhatsApp business account. I mean, that's extraordinary, right? And there's already over 8 million WhatsApp global catalogs and over 40 million people are reviewing a business catalog every month. They're doing that to browse products, thinking about things that they might like to buy. So I think that's another area where, you know, there's opportunities today for brands to be able to connect with customers that, again, will create those foundations for strong future as well. That's amazing. You, you talked about the messenger and WhatsApp scenario. I was historically a messenger person. I was a bit resistant to, to make the move. But now, if you remove WhatsApp from me, you might as well have removed my left arm. because <laughs> it's, it's so ingrained in my life that, you know, it, the way that I communicate to, to my family, to my friends, to colleagues, it's just day to day with how I communicate now. It's incredible. Yeah, I think every family is a family squad or whatever you call it with their own little pictures. And it's, you know, it, it definitely brings people together and makes families closer. I certainly feel that. I've got my family now in different parts of the world and it's great to have those little daily touch-in moments. It's very special. Absolutely. So thank you so much, Nicola, for, for sort of sharing your thoughts and your time and, you know, your support through this as well. It's, it's been great to listen to you. I've really enjoyed it. And I'm sure Rich has as well. So thank you so much for your time in, in, in sharing how businesses can really sort of make progress and transform that motion into progress with the metaverse. So thank you for your time. And well, we, we hope to speak soon. And thank you both. I deeply admire everything that you're doing, especially the book Shift, which it, it's a fantastic read. So thank you for also having me on today as well. I appreciate it. Thanks, Nicola. Thank you, Nicola. Thank you to everyone for listening. Our book Shift is available now, so please check out the link in the description to order your copy today or find out more on our website, motionintoprogress.com. Stay tuned and we'll be back soon.